My name is Daniel Resnick, and this is the Getting Out of the Way podcast, where we will be integrating the psychedelic experience. What I wanted to talk about has been kind of a common theme for the last few weeks, and I've dealt with it a few times, um, so I feel that it's kind of really worthy to share, and it's the difference between spiritual and ritual. And this is a big kind of conflict that a lot of people are dealing with, especially a lot of the people that I work with, especially within the Orthodox Jewish community. And I do a lot of work there for whatever reason. We'll talk about that later and how that came about. But ultimately, I do recognize that a lot of individuals that I'm working with are looking for that connection. They're looking for that connection to self, to source, to God, whatever word you want to use. They feel that it's lacking, but at the same time, they have the ritual end of it down pat. They could recite every prayer. They know the Talmud inside and out, and they are feeling empty. But yet they have all of the touch points that an individual within the community feels that they need to have to have that strong connection to God. But yet it's paining them so much that they're doing all the ritual They follow the practices to the letter of the law, the way it was instructed, and they have this gap between where they're at and where they want to be, and they just don't understand it, and they start beating themselves up. They start doing more. Well, if I'm not feeling it now, and I recited, you know, these prayers earlier today, that means I need to do more. I'm not doing my fair share because I'm still missing something. So they start doing more and more and more, and they reach, and they reach, and they try to reconnect through the ritual of it all. But there's something missing. They know there's something missing, and it's missing to a degree where it's causing them real kind of physical and emotional pain, and they start trying to fill that void with every tool in the toolbox to try to just establish that connection. And it even goes into very unhealthy places. Um, it goes to unhealthy places because, again, they're, they're, they're trying to fill this chasm that they are kind of self-imposing on themselves with whatever it takes and nothing works because it's just that it's a chasm it's huge and all of these tools that they're throwing at it just get lost within it and they rinse and repeat rinse and repeat and nothing's working and they start getting deeper and deeper into a funk and they keep telling themselves that, wow, I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything that I've been told. I'm doing everything that I've been instructed. Nothing's working. It must be me. I must be broken. And as soon as they start building this narrative around being broken, then they get exactly that. Then they feel broken. And then they act broken. And then they speak broken. And then they pass broken over to everyone and everything that they touch within their sphere of influence because they can't help it anymore because that's the only thing rattling around in their mind. And they start reinforcing this narrative every time they tell it to themselves so that to the degree they wake up in the morning looking for that clean slate right away, that predetermined kind of narrative starts replaying in their mind and right away they start feeling the effects of it, and it manifests as anxiety, as depression, as self-hate to certain degrees, and it goes on and on and on and on. And I deal with other people who may or may not be religious, but if you ask them, they say that they are spiritual. And 
they have a completely different approach to their own purpose, their own path, to establishing their connection with source. They have a completely different perspective on things. I see the polarity between the spiritual and the ritual, and I ask what's missing, and I see these two words are so directly correlated. The only thing that's missing from the ritual is SPI. SPI and ritual gives you spiritual. Supplying purposeful intention. It makes the world of difference. Should you approach that same ritual by supplying a purposeful intention, you transform the action. You transform it by breathing life into it, by breathing a different quality into it. It transforms and it comes from a place of love as opposed to a place of fear or a place of lack or a place of just having to do it. It becomes something that you want to do. And that shift in perspective is a game changer for people. How they arrive at it is varied depending on the individual. We could arrive at it in conversation. We could arrive at it through meditation. We could arrive at it through proper diet. We could arrive at it through psychedelics. There are many, many tools that we could use to infuse that purposeful intention into the ritual to transform it from a ritual to being something spiritual. And there's where we establish our connection and there's where we foster connection and there's where we find ourselves. And there is where we bridge the gap and build basically a pathway over that chasm. So that gave me some structure for today. That gave me kind of a direction. That gave me a conversation to have or a reminder, I should say, um, for myself and anyone else that's dealing with the same aspect of the human condition in trying to become a better version of self and trying to tap into that source, that higher power, that place where we feel whole, that place where we feel love, that place where we don't have any questions, that place where there are no doubts, that place where we're cared for. That's pretty much what we're all driving for based on my understanding of things and all the people that I work with. And it's kind of the missing ingredient in how we approach whatever it is that we do. Because should we do anything with intention, we transform it from an action to an act of liberation. It goes from being a, a prison, a place where I'm confined, to a place where I become refined. And there's no aspect of our thoughts, our words, or our actions that should not be loaded and infused with intention. Because if it's not, then what's going on? If it's not, then it's just unconsciousness. Then it's just a reaction. Then it's just kind of my pre-programmed algorithm that has me stumbling through life without any meaning or purpose. And should we provide a purposeful intention in anything that we do, we transform that very thing. It could be eating, it could be exercising, it could be interacting with kids, it could be interacting with nature, it could be anything. All our thoughts, all our words, all our actions are transformed instantly. Instead of becoming things that we have to do, they become things that we get to do. They're things that we get to do that allow us to come back home, to foster that connection with our source. It transforms any action into a meditation. Meditation is a word that's 
you know, it has so much loaded meaning and it throws people for a loop every time because even if you bring it up, people look at you sideways because they think they know what they're talking about or what it is. And they have themselves loaded so much meaning into this word. It's become something foreign and something drastic and it's become something uncomfortable and it's become uh, a non-starter in certain conversations. So we have to back up a minute and say, well, what is meditation? Conversely speaking, what isn't meditation? When I'm putting my intention into anything I'm doing, it becomes a meditation. Say, I love to cook. When I get into the kitchen and I kind of just hit the flow of things, I lose myself in that craft. I like to draw. Once I get going, I lose myself in it. It becomes this selfless act of just pure expression. And that in itself is meditation. It takes me out of my mind. It gets me into the flow. And I'm in sync with what's going on as opposed to standing in opposition of what's going on, thinking it has to be some other way or thinking it has to be forced or thinking that I have to meditate in order to slow my thoughts or prevent my thoughts from occurring. And right away, I'm standing in at opposition with the way things are because I have my own concept of what it should be. I have my own expectation of what it should be and what outcome it should derive. And immediately I write that off as being impossible. And that's it. I'm caught. Meditation is letting all that go. Meditation is just basically allowing whatever is to be and getting in sync with that and getting in the flow of that. So whether it's art, whether it's cooking, whether it's sports, whether it's Again, being with your kids or, or, or just being at play, it's about losing yourself to the experience, to the moment, to just experience the moment as it is without standing in the way of it as I am this and I am that and I have an outcome that I'm angling towards or I have a way that I'm going to do it. It's just about letting all that nonsense go. And you let it all go and you find yourself meditating. So when I approach the kitchen, I'm already telling myself in terms of, supplying a purposeful intention to transform that ritual into something spiritual, I'm telling myself that I don't know how it's going to come out. I don't know if everyone's going to love my food or not love my food, or they're going to love my artwork or they're going to resonate with it, or they're not going to criticize it. I have no clue what the outcome's about. All I know is that I'm in the flow of things and I'm surrendering myself to this action so I can put all of myself into it. And when I can drop all of myself into it, I'm gone. I'm not even there. And all I'm doing is an act of love, an act of service. And that's kind of, I think, what they call like soul cooking. It's that missing element from eating something that is just what it is, just a, 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 a means to an end, a, 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 a food or something that I'm going to just throw into my system so I can get some cheap, quick calories and move on to something that I actually resonate with when I take that bite. I'm just transported to a different place and I get all the feels and the flavors from that, that person who cooked it, the area it came from, the intention that went into it. It's, it, it's, this, it's got this magical kind of transforming quality. This intention is the seasoning to life basically at that point. And you could put it into anything. You should put it into anything. And should we even approach our thinking in that way? Like if I don't want to have some random thought that's going to distract me or yield more unconsciousness, then I approach even my thoughts with intention. And I try to angle my thoughts driving towards a specific place. And that specific place is that inner quality of harmony, that 
reestablishing of connection with source to just allow something higher to transform this thing which we consider lower. So I try to get out of the way. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Subscribe, rate, and share so that we could do our part in spreading the light and diminishing the darkness.